Hey, welcome to the Stories I Wish You Heard Season 2. If this is your first time listening to this show, I do two episodes a week. The A episode features a story from my blog City Songs. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one first and come back after. You're listening to the B episode where I walk you through some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. We also have some storytellers who will help us unpack some of the themes discussed. Um, I wrote on the games we play in November 2014. Uh, this was for a thing called Roundtable Challenge, where a few friends and I were trying to get people to blog again. And each month, we would release a prompt that people could write about. Uh, I was in charge of the first prompt in the relaunch, and I chose this uh, wind-up toy from Yokohama. We ended up getting 13 entries that month, and it was fun to see bloggers old and new dusting off their keyboards and writing again. In converting the story to the podcast, I had to tweak a few things. So in the prompt, I had a picture of the toy, but without that visual um, cue of the wind-up toy, the lines that mentioned it didn't really make sense, and it slightly clashed with the chess theme, so those had to go. And there was also this line towards the end where the main character couldn't remember what loving with your mind was called. And in the original story, I wrote it down as self-preservation. It was fairly accurate, in my opinion, but the actual word made me cringe. So I looked for synonyms that I could use, and I even looked for um, some foreign expressions that could explain it. And when I couldn't find one, I thought about why someone would do things to preserve themselves. And so that's where survival comes in. So I ended up rewriting that line. It was self-preservation to it was survival. Um... I tried to draw the least bit of attention to that line, but I think it sounded much better after the edit. Uh, The central theme for this story is whether we should love with our mind or with our heart, and so I tried to think about it myself. Uh, Obviously, I was in a different mindset six years ago, Um, but I remembered when I was in college, uh, we had an activity in religion class, and we were asked to put our hands together in prayer, but as soon as the prayer ended, our professor told us to stop moving and examine our hands. So you could try that now if you want to, (laughs) just put your hands uh, in a prayer pose. She said that if your left thumb was over your right thumb, this meant that you were a heart-over-mind person. And if your right thumb was over your left thumb, that meant you were a mind-over-heart person. So like your left thumb was your heart, your right thumb was your mind. I don't think any of us took it very seriously. But every now and then, when I'd get my heart broken, uh, I would trace my bad decisions to the fact that Maybe I was a heart-over-mind person. And I started thinking about all of this heart-versus-mind business, and I googled my way to some pretty interesting articles that I want to share with you. So there's this book called This Mortal Coil, and the writer Faye Bound Alberti examined how humans have viewed the human body throughout history. Uh, She said the heart is the space where ancient Greeks believed the soul moved throughout the body. And... The English language is full of heart metaphors. So like you wear your heart on your sleeve or you have a broken heart. Uh, And then when you care about somebody, you don't send them a brain emoji, you use a heart. Uh, But thinking about the brain, sometime in the 16th century though, things began to shift, she said. So you had people like uh, Descartes who began to separate passion from reason. And he believed that the soul lived in the brain. It was your brain that told your organs to move and not your heart. Uh, For example, your brain uh, actually controls your facial expressions, and that's something that we use to convey emotion. So while I brain you makes a less appealing Valentine's card, it certainly made more sense. 
Metaphorically speaking, we still use the heart for emotions and the brain for logic. And some people love with all of their heart. Some are cautious and they use their mind. But is there really a right way to love? That's the question that I posed in the A episode. So let's see what our storytellers have to say. Earlier this week, I asked, do you love with your mind or your heart? And this is what you had to say. Our first submission is from Julianne. So let's listen to her answer to this question. Do you love with your mind or your heart? When a game is finished, rematch is not always an option. I wish to play with my mind, but I don't want to play safe. I would rather gamble than regret asking myself what could have been. So, if I lose or win, it doesn't really matter because in the end, the heart wants what it wants. All I ask is for the other person to play fair because if I learn that I'm being cheated on, that's where mine comes to play. Okay, so we've got a lot to unpack. Uh, Julianne says she wishes to play with her mind because she would rather gamble than think about what could have been. And I think that's a wise move. No one wants to live life with any regrets. And uh, she also made a reference to a Selena Gomez song, The Heart Wants What It Wants. And I remember seeing this thing on Twitter about how um, in another song, uh, Selena said that she's uh, sick of that same old love. But all of those points are invalidated because the heart wants what it wants. So it's a little close to call, but I think that Julianne is team heart. So when it comes to playing chess, she leads with her king. And I agree with her that if you play this way, then lose or win, you shouldn't really have any regrets because you you took a gamble and at least you won't have any what ifs or what could have beens. So thank you, Julianne, for being our very first storyteller. Let's see what our next storyteller has to say. This is someone who's not a stranger to this podcast. She was in a previous B episode in season one. Let's listen to what Anne has to say about mind versus heart. Do you love with your mind or with your heart? I think I love with both. Um, well, during the honeymoon stage, feeling ko, I only use my heart so I can feel the happy emotions. Um, but after mag-die down na yung honeymoon stage, syempre I use my mind more than my heart. Because I feel like when I love with my mind, it means I'm shifting awareness so I can also shift my emotional experience. For example, I get to know my partner's triggers, to know what my own. This way, it not only helps me communicate better in times of conflict, para hindi din ako blinded ng irrational thoughts ko and I would believe na that's the truth. Um, that way, I could control how I react on things and not take it too personal. That's why I feel like I love with both my mind and my heart. 
Okay, so that's what Anne had to say about the heart versus the mind. So it's a little bit of both, but it's more of a mind thing than a heart thing. So Anne, as a chess player, is more of a queen. She said that after the honeymoon phase, you've really got to start thinking about things. And I like how she said that you've got to shift your awareness to shift your emotional experience. So very self-help. I love it. Playing this way allows you to get to know your partner's triggers. And that in turn allows you to learn a little bit more about what ticks you off. So uh, it makes you a better partner, a better communicator, and very, very logical. So I like that. I like how it seems very simple, but it's kind of, it's, it's really not. It's very challenging to achieve that mental state, but it is something that you're going to have to learn, especially in a more mature uh, long-term relationship. So, so far, we've got one vote for hearts and one vote for mind. Let's see what our third storyteller has to say. Our next storyteller is another friend of the show, and he was a guest in a previous episode in Season 1. So let's see what McCoy from GamChat Podcast has to say about this question. Hey City Boy, this is McCoy. Do I love with my mind or with my heart? I think it's a combination of both. It starts with attraction, which involves the mind. If the connection is there, the heart will step in and do its thing. When the giddy feeling subsides, that's when the mind steps back in and plans for the future if there is one on the horizon. That's the answer I'd love to give, but I wouldn't be honest if I left it at that. Truth be told, when it comes to this chess game called love, my heart rules me. It's ironic because when you ask anyone that knows me well, they'd all say I'm a very logical person that would analyze every side of the argument before making a decision. However, when it comes to romantic connections, my mind takes a backseat. I abandon logic for the sentimental. Besides, what's the point in surviving this game if you don't love fully, right? Perhaps that's why I often lose with carnage in full display. I'm working on finding a balanced approach. Maybe someday. Okay, so that's a lot to unpack. Uh, we've got a surprise twist in the middle. So it started with McCoy being part of Team Mind, saying that attraction is in the mind, but it eventually moves to the heart. And I think that makes a lot of sense, especially if uh, you're an intelligent person like McCoy is. It's going to be pretty hard for you to get attracted to somebody who you don't find interesting or intelligent. Some people are attracted to the physical, so it's important that they look good or that they meet a certain height requirement. But there are also a lot of people who don't really look at those things. They prefer to focus on whether that person can carry a conversation or whether that person is able to hold their own in a debate. So yeah, agree that it may start with the mind, but here comes the twist. He said, if he's being honest, of course, the heart rules and the mind takes a back seat. And I see the point. I see that it's it's hard to call it love when you're focused on surviving, when you're focused on the potential of things not working out. And so you have to get mental about it and really start thinking about what you need to do to get things to work. But I think it depends on the situation. I find that if it's a relationship that you think might not work out, your mind ends up working more. But all of that effort, of course, takes away from the experience. And so it's a tough point to call. But uh, overall, I think McCoy is obviously team heart. 
So we've got, so far, two kings and one queen. Thank you, McCoy, for sending in your story this week. We've got one final storyteller this week, and this is Red. Red is the man behind the podcast Tabula Rasa. He's one of the first podcasters that I ever got to meet on Twitter. And um, he shared the A episode on Twitter, and he captioned it with something that was very vague. And so I asked for a clarification. And we got to talking a little bit about his life's events from four years ago. And so I said, you know what, you should record this and uh, I'll put it in the B episode. So I woke up this morning and I saw this recording in my inbox. So I was so excited. I listened to it. It's got a great story. I'm going to chop it into two pieces so that we can process it better. Here is the first part. So this is Red, and this is my answer to your question. Do we love with our heart or with our mind? Um, apologies first for any background noise that you're going to hear from my end. I'm doing this very spontaneously, and yun, um, this is my answer slash confession slash story that you want to hear regarding that 2016 incident that is included in one of my tweets. Well... Here it goes. That 2016 incident, that's actually a new experience for me. Yun yung time na naramdaman kong I am validated and I am worthy of love. So, basically, wala. Uh, um, sports fest during that time, that, that's December, um, he is actually responsible for volleyball. Ako naman responsible sa board game na give the generals. So, since merong binuksan na mga emotional floodgate pagdating sa akin to episode na to, gawa lang ako ng sort of an analogy. Game of the Generals kasi, ito yung board game na gawa ng Pinoy na kung saan kailangan makapture ng magkabilang panig yung mga flags ng isa't isa. Okay, we have the red, we have the blue flag. So, merong arbiter dun sa laro na yun na and I'm not sure kung ano yung tawag dun sa laro na yun. I'm not sure kung battleship ba yun na kailangan merong arbiter din na malalaman mo kung nanalo ka ba or matatalo. Kasi arbiter ang magde-decide kung na-capture ba yung GOG piece mo or nanalo yung sa kalaban mo. So basically, ganun yung nagiging laro na yun. Um, you're going to set or you're going to lay down all of those pieces sa board then paunahan kayo makapture ang flag Okay, naman ay paunahan kayo makapunta sa base ng bawat isa. In that case, masasabi ko na na-capture niya. Tago natin siya sa pangalang P. Na-capture niya ang flag ko. Pero in my case, feeling ko, nauna naman ako sa base niya. Uh, not that sexual to be, okay? Um, kasi wala naman nangyari. Hindi rin naman naging kami. After that, 2016, after that, sports fest, after that, wala din naman nangyari. Hindi naman naging kami. I just confess my feelings, then wala na. So, right after that sports fest, bukod dun sa mga pagkakataon na kapag may time kami, naglalaro kami ng GOG, nakita na namin yung sarili namin na lock sa isang room for my club na nag-aayos yung mga members ng club na yun at nag-break sila. Nakita na lang namin ang sarili namin na nakaupo sa isang long table, then humiga siya sa lap ko. I know there's something ng pagkakataon na yun, kasi hindi ko ma-verify. Since that confused kid na bago lang sa mga bagay na yun, and I guess, siya rin bago pa sa kanya yung mga bagay na yun, 
Hiniyaan lang namin. Hiniyaan lang namin mangyari ang um, incident na yun na umiga siya sa lap ko. Then, ay pat his head. Naramdaman ko pa yung play-doh. Ganda sa buhok din ng pagkakataon na yun. That moment for me is very intense. I know that there is something there. Kaso, hindi siya makomprehend na mabuti ng utak ko. Yes. Nagamit ko yung senses ko kung bakit ko nga ba nasabi na this is the first guy na nagustuhan ko na na-head over heels ako. Pero that moment, ang reason kung bakit nga ba nag-stay ako doon sa pinangahawakan ko na idea ng pagmamahal na yun ay dahil doon sa naramdaman ko ng pagkakataon na yun. I chose to relish that moment hanggang ngayon na kahit na umalis na ako after that year, by 2017, nalipat na ako ng ibang designation after I confessed to him, parang wala na. Wala na yung kilig, wala na yung pagmamahal, wala na yung big signals mula dito sa Capricorn na to. Ay nasa Scorpio. Tuwan-tuwan na ako pagdating sa mga bagay na yun. But, yeah. Ako na lang yung nawawala ng flag. Nakapture na yung flag. Kahit naon ako dun sa base niya, hindi naman ako yung minahal. <laughs> so, yun. Um, wala na ako masyadong balita sa kanya. Kahit na si Municipality lang naman kami nakatira. Pero, yun, wala na akong balita sa kanya masyado. Ang alam ko lang ay... Nagkaroon na siya ng boyfriend. Nalaman na niya identity niya and I'm happy na feeling ko. Isa ko sa mga reasons kung bakit nga ba mas lalo niya nakilala sa sarili niya. And wait, their anniversary is November 19. And I'm recording this on the 20th. Yeah, I am fine. So yun, we're just relishing those memories dahil sa puso natin. Ay kung bakit nga ba patuloy natin pa rin ina-entertain ina- sa utak natin. I'm okay na kahit hindi ito makapasok sa episode. <laughs> Kasi medyo magulo yung thought process ko. Obviously, medyo maaga pa. Um, it is up to you to edit out the unnecessary parts. That's fine. Sobrang okay lang. Or kahit hindi ito makasama, at least na-share ko sa iyo yung story na yun because I can see the authenticity doon sa mga ginagawa mo. And yun ang reason ko bakit nga ba nung narinig ko yung first episode and one B na-hook na ako dito sa podcast mo. Um, thank you for this and have a great week. <laughs> Matapos ng Scorpio season pero it will end with a bang. So, it's a lot. It's It's very emotional, um, and it really reminded me of this show that Red and I really like called I Told Sunset About You, where when you are with somebody and when it comes to their identity, it's it's not something that they understand at that moment. It's usually a recipe for disaster, and sometimes you're left wondering, was I wrong? Did I, did I misread the science? Was it just me? Was it all in my head? And... I'd like to think that it wasn't. I'd like to think that these people um, in our lives, you know, they did feel something for us, but it just wasn't the right time or they just weren't ready. Now, he talks about Game of the Generals and it's a game that I've seen, but I haven't really played. And I think it's got some really interesting 
parallelisms too about capturing flags and stealing bases. And I guess if you think about love as a game, it could be Game of the Generals because you take somebody else's flag and then claim their base. And in many ways, that's that's very similar to love. So it's just unfortunate that in Red's case, his flag was captured by P, but it was Red who was first at base. There's so many things in this story that I really want to talk about. And maybe in the future, when I start doing the longer B episodes, we could get into it. But there's another part in the recording that I really wanted to share. It just didn't quite fit in with the first part. And this shows you Red's references, and it gives us a clearer picture of whether he is Team Heart or Team Mind. So let's listen to that. In biological science standpoint, I believe that we love that person, that someone, that thing, even that emotion, that phenomenon, with our mind first. We are using our senses, basically. We are using our sight, we are using our sense of smell, our sense of taste, and even our sense of touch and sense of hearing. We are actually basically using our senses. Then once na mag-register na yung iba't ibang mga sensory notes na yun of that person na yun yung riso kung bakit nga ba tayo love sa kanya kahit tanggalin man natin sa equation ang presence ng hormones ang presence ng dopamine serotonin and oxytocin basically yes we are still using our mind pagdating na sa bagay na yun and ang reason kung bakit nga ba natin pinipili magstay doon sa pagmamahal na yun kung bakit nga ba pinipili natin na manirahan sila sa puso natin figuratively okay naman ay maging rent-free sila sa utak natin ay dahil naman sa ating puso because of our emotions. Well, ang reason kung bakit nga ba nagtatagal tayo sa isang relationship ay ang paglalaban ng ating puso at ng ating utak. Ha? Kung bakit nag-stay, kung bakit nga ba natin nire-relish yung mga alaala na yun ay dahil dun sa puso natin kung bakit gusto natin sila makalimutan ay eh, dahil sa utak naman natin. So, for you to stay in love, it is a balance actually between the heart and the mind na kailangan mo pagganahin pagdating dito. Okay, so I think that tells us that he's more of a mind person, especially with how the senses come into play. And there was a scene in his story where his head was on his lap and he could even feel the clay dough in his hair. And I think that tells you about what it's like when you're with somebody that you love. And it's those weird sensory things that you remember. It could be a certain smell or the taste of some specific food that you guys had or maybe the lines to a song that you heard while you were with him. So it's about these senses and, you know, they all feed to the mind and it's it's all very mental in his case. So that doesn't really give us the tiebreaker that we needed. We've got two people voting heart and two people voting mind. I guess I'm going to have to weigh in. I don't think you can say that one way of loving is necessarily better than the other. And we all have different ways to love. We all love differently. Um, I'm sure even the way that you love now is different from how you would love two to three years ago. So which is it? Is it logic or passion? Is it mind or heart? 
Um, I am going to say it's a little bit of both, but it's really got more heart than mind. All the best art out there is about loving with all of your heart. And, you know, that's where you get the Amy Winehouse songs and like the really sad, painful movies that uh, we love watching. There's something very earnest about how raw it is to love somebody without thinking of the consequences. It hurts. <laughs> it definitely hurts. I'm not going to lie. But it's honest. And in many ways, it feels more true. Now, if you get hurt enough times, this is where you start quoting Einstein. And, you know, insanity is defined as doing the same thing again and again, expecting different responses. So if you know that you get hurt really bad by loving this way, then you owe it to yourself to try something a little different. So I get why when you get older, it's natural for you to start thinking when it comes to relationships versus feeling. You start thinking about the value that this relationship brings to your life instead of how this person makes you feel. And I think it's a survival instinct that we pick up after getting brokenhearted like a huge number of times. I would caution against doing this too much though because you could end up being cold or calculating and I think it's very hard to love somebody like that. When pushed to the extreme, either option can't really be called love anymore. If you use too much heart, it's obsession. If you use too much mind, then it's cold and unreal. I guess you have to strike a balance between the two, but that's something that our storytellers have said, and we haven't really figured out how. So I started thinking about what you need to do to strike this balance, and I remembered this song that I really like, um, In Elephants by Rachel Yamagata. This is one of my all-time favorite songs. The last line is, So for those of you falling in love, keep it kind, keep it good, keep it right. Throw yourself in the midst of danger, but keep one eye open at night. And this has been my mantra for, I guess, the last couple of years. It's fine. Go. If you are in love, revel in those carefree moments, you know, where you've got the sun filtering in the photo and you have all this bright music and children singing and laughing. Go. I mean, if you're there, revel in those moments, but don't lose yourself in them. Keep one eye open at night because it takes some thinking to get a relationship to move past the honeymoon phase. You can't be all heart forever. Just like what uh, Olive said in her B episode, the reason why we eat bulalo in Tagaytay when we're heartbroken is because bulalo is utak or mind. And so we have to be like bulalo. Have a little bit of mind, but don't forget to love with all of your heart. And keep one eye open at night. Okay, that bell tells us that that's all the unpacking we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this format. It's a little different from uh, the way that I did B episodes in the first season. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when we feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard.